Hello folks, welcome to another episode for Formula 1 Mirror. In this episode, we'll talk about the Spanish Grand Prix. So Spanish Grand Prix was definitely beyond my expectations. It definitely, although my expectations weren't quite high because the overtaking is slightly difficult on this track, usually because of the last corner, which makes it slightly tricky for the uh, drivers to be within 0.5 of the car in front of them. And because of that, the straight isn't that quite long enough and they're not able to get that much slipstream so that they can pass and overtake the other car in front of them because there isn't any hard braking spot or braking point on the whole track. So definitely my expectations weren't quite high but still if you look at the race as so a overall it was definitely good because we got to see uh, different race strategies executed by different drivers. We didn't actually see that many overtakes on the track but still because of different strategies being played out like some people went for a single stop some people went for two stops even then like some people who were on the similar strategies like those who were on a single stop even then there was a variation in the lap at which they actually pitted like some even went for a longer time perhaps hoping for a safety car or something or like hoping that they would have much better tires at the end and some people actually unexpectedly even if they have actually like went longer in the first stint then they still actually pitted the second time as well like Hamilton. So definitely it was a mixed race where a lot of interesting strategies played out and the lead of the race was defined in the last five laps itself. So that's the uh, thing which actually made this race instructing this interesting this anticipation of who is going to win the race whether Hamilton would be able to pass Verstappen or not. So all this anticipation was the one which actually made it interesting. Even on the last corner itself, I think Gasly and Ocon were fighting for the point. So that's definitely a sign of a good and interesting race. So I'm pretty happy with the race which I've seen so far on Sunday. So let's dive deep into uh, how different drivers performed on Sunday. So let's start off with Lewis Hamilton, the driver of the day, definitely. The way he has performed on Sunday was the testament to why people consider him to, the, consider him to be the greatest of all time. Like only probably a couple of drivers or probably like less than five drivers on the track right now can pull off what Lewis Hamilton pulled off this Sunday. I'm definitely sure Valtteri Bottas who is on the similar car cannot pull this off. It's only Hamilton whom we have already seen earlier as well in Hungary 2019 where he pulled and made that similar strategy work. And it's not just Hamilton, it's Mercedes as a whole. We got to see why Mercedes is the team to beat and why they have won seven constructors, won seven constructors world title consecutively. It's not just the Lewis Hamilton who was actually footing in quali laps after quali laps. It was also the race strategists who were quite confident in their ability and like who were able to make this call because frankly it was the race which was Red Bull's to lose and because of so many mistakes which Red Bull has made in the strategy and probably some other driver errors as well done by the Max Verstappen that is the reason why Red Bull is not in front of Mercedes and or like not at par with Mercedes so far so still there is a long way to go there is still some gap which both Verstappen as well as Red Bull have to bridge in order to achieve or like not to reach the level at which both Lewis Hamilton as well as Mercedes is performing so simply hats off to the performance which both Hamilton and Mercedes have shown so Verstappen again actually like uh, getting the maximum out of the car but still it wasn't enough to actually win the race because like I've already talked about in previous episode as well Lewis Hamilton is a master of strategy he knows when to attack when to defend when to conserve the tires 
and when to take the risk. Max Verstappen actually went full on, like it was actually a critical move as well. That allowed him actually to be in the race. The move which he did on the first lap to get in front of the Mercedes, that was a brilliant move. That is That one move actually allowed him to stay in the race till the last lap. Last lap. Otherwise, the race would have been decided in the first lap itself. So I had talked to him for his performance. He actually extracted the maximum out of the car what he can. But I think the one blunder which Red Bull did in this race was actually not responding to Lewis Hamilton actually pitting and leaving them leaving him out for on a single stop itself. So I think that was a quite a big blunder from Red Bull, which actually cost them the race win. I think even though Mercedes would be probably be slightly faster on this track but still because it was a lot difficult to overtake on this track we have like we saw how Leclerc was able to keep Valtteri Bottas uh, like Valtteri Bottas wasn't able to actually uh, overtake Leclerc no matter how hard he tried even though he was in Mercedes so we get we get to see that it's quite hard to overtake on this track so because of the first overtake which Verstappen did he was in the race till the last lap itself but because Red Bull didn't make the strategy call correctly, uh, they lost out on the race. So I believe like if Verstappen or like I would say Red Bull, if Red Bull have been preemptively be able to actually take a call and get that second pit stop done, I believe Red Bull would have been actually on the top step of the podium instead of Mercedes. Otherwise, Max Verstappen actually drove a flawless race. There was hardly any mistake in his driving. He did the maximum he could do to actually extend the car, extend the tires which he had for a one stop, and his race pace was phenomenal as well. So nothing, no points to take away from Verstappen in this race because there weren't any track limits which he violated. He got the fastest point for the fastest lap as well. So no issues or like no concerns. He drove a flawless uh, race. It's just that Red Bull also needs to up the game in if they want to beat Mercedes in the especially on Sunday. And let's talk about Valtteri Bottas now, probably a subpar and disappointing race from him because he wasn't able to actually be in, like, in contention for the race win. He wasn't close to Verstappen. He lost out the race simply when he was behind Leclerc and he wasn't able to pass to him. Pass him. And because of that, like because Verstappen wasn't actually close to Verstappen, it allowed actually Lewis Hamilton to, uh, to actually pit like not actually Bottas, but I would say Perez because Perez wasn't actually close to uh, I would say because Perez wasn't actually close to Lewis Hamilton it allowed Lewis Hamilton to actually pit and go for the strategy Which was a winning strategy But similar can be said for Bottas also in this race because he wasn't actually close to Hamilton It was a good call on the Mercedes side that they decided to pit Valtteri Bottas quite earlier because of that, he was actually able to close the gap to Verstappen, but still he was actually out of contention for the whole race. I would say it was it is a disappointing race. Now, one thing I would like to touch upon is how hard he made uh, Hamilton actually work when actually like Mercedes had actually already given the orders to for Hamilton to pass Bottas and like they have already informed Bottas like they are on since Hamilton is on different strategies, so do not hold him back. But still. Valtteri Bottas didn't actually make make life easier for Hamilton and I don't think this move was actually necessary right now because there is such a vast difference in the tires which both Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas had. Even if he tried, he would not have been able to hold Hamilton back. So I don't believe it was a good move and it didn't reflect quite well on him as well.
because it served no purpose. It he wasn't able to hold him back. He wasn't able to actually raise a point as well or make any point. So a disappointing race for him so far. Although like I do believe like his one lap pace is pretty good. So coming to like probably the one of the most consistent drivers apart from Hamilton throughout the season is Charles Leclerc. He did a brilliant race like qualified on P4, started on P4 and even finished on P4. It was a brilliant race and it, I believe the maximum result which Ferrari could have hoped for. Earlier I was slightly disappointed that while Ferrari didn't actually pit like, pitted Leclerc on the same lap as Patrick Bottas or like tried to cover him off. But like if I look at it in hindsight, it would have then been quite difficult for him to actually make the one stop work. Leclerc isn't actually known for the tire management. And also like Ferrari usually eats the tires quite a lot. So in hindsight, I believe it was a good decision on Ferrari side to have him go slightly longer on the first stint. So that by the end of the second stint, he would have slightly fresher tires and he would be not like not be a sitting duck on the streets. So it was a good decision overall on the Ferrari and I believe they maximized the points which they had. And it was brilliant performance from Leclerc as well to actually overtake Bottas on the first lap I think in the turn 3 and then hold him off for so many laps. Even after the safety car restart also he was able to actually hold him, hold Bottas off and Bottas could only overtake Leclerc because he pitted first and then he made the undercut, undercut work. So fantastic performance from Leclerc to hold Mercedes behind and he maximized the points. So A-star performance actually from him, he couldn't have done anything more. So Perez is a slightly disappointing weekend for him. I believe like he was slightly under the weather as well, probably some shoulder injury. So that's why he wasn't able to give his maximum and he didn't qualify quite well on Saturday evening or Saturday afternoon. On the Sunday, I believe he drove an okay race, like from where he started, he finished P5. I think that could that was the maximum could have done probably. I believe like he, if his race pace was probably like comparable to Verstappen, I believe he should have been able to overtake Leclerc. So I believe like it was slightly a disappointing weekend for him and probably he should forget about it and move on to the next race. And also because Perez wasn't actually closer to Verstappen and Bottas, Hamilton was also able to pit and like go with the second strategy and make it work. So if Perez was actually closer to Bottas, Hamilton would not have got a chance to actually make the strategy work and like Verstappen would have won. So definitely it's Red Bull's fault for actually not maximizing the points which they have or like maximizing the opportunities which they're getting right now. Probably they might not get it later on as well. So let's talk about Daniel Ricciardo. So probably after three races we have seen it's quite, it's like first race where I think, I believe like Daniel Ricciardo was quite happy with his performance. He finished ahead of Lando Norris and I believe like it would give quite a major boost to, a major boost to his confidence and his ability to actually control the car. So I believe we'll see better performances from Ricciardo from now on, considering that he has, uh, first of all, uh, not just outraced Lewis, Lewis like, outraced Norris but also outqualified Norris as well so brilliant uh, performance by Daniel Ricciardo overall and he was able to car like hold off Carlos Sainz for quite a long time so that is pretty impressive to actually finish ahead of Ferrari and ahead of his teammate as well so I believe he did the maximum he could in a McLaren at this stage right now 
probably he would become more consistent and consistent and be on pace with Norris or like comparable to Norris in the coming races and not just one race in isolation. So Carlos Sainz would be pretty happy with P7 considering he was out of points in the previous race. So although like he there would be slight disappointment that he lost some of the positions in the opening lap and he wasn't able to overtake Daniel Ricciardo in the later half of the race. But overall I think a good solid 6 points for him and he would be pleased with the effort and he would like to build upon his performance for the upcoming races. And like it's good performance in front of the home crowd as well. So I believe he would be quite pleased and he would sleep well tonight. Uh, so let's talk about Landon Norris. He finished P8. Quite an uncharacteristic uh, performance from him. Like he has already he has, uh, like finished within P5, within the top 5 positions in every race. In this race, however, he was slightly looked... Uh, off the pace over there whether I don't know whether it was the car or whether it was Landon Norris himself he didn't qualify that well and I think that actually trickled down the race as well because it's a difficult track to overtake and simply because on probably on the strategy which he chose which wasn't probably ideal he wasn't actually able to make his headway into uh, the race or ideally I would have expected him to overtake um, science and be at uh, be at pace with Ricardo, but I think that that was just one of the weekends he, where he wasn't able to give hundred percent. Perhaps he didn't feel comfortable with the track or race, but still, like he finished P8, it wasn't like he made any major mistakes as of in this race. So I believe he will be not exactly happy, but satisfied with the performance and look forward to the next race in Monaco. So Esteban Ocon, <coughs> Esteban Ocon was the, uh, sorry just a minute, so Esteban Ocon was the surprise uh, driver of this race, like he qualified wonderfully well, probably he qualified I think in P5 position which is brilliant considering that he is driving in Alpine which is not really the third best or the fourth best car on the grid. So brilliant performance for him and he finally finished in the points and brought valuable points to Alpine. So he has been actually and he has out qualified Alonso and he has a better race pace as well. So definitely his stock is rising and he's definitely showing why like Alpine has made the right decision to actually go with Ocon. So I think he has a bright future ahead of him and like uh, definitely he's enjoying a lot more in Alpine and he would be under less pressure as well. So this will definitely help Alpine to actually uh, probably like invest slightly on the car for this upcoming races so that they can get some more points and probably finish higher up in the Constructors' Championship. So good performance from him overall. So Pierre Gasly was finished P10. Uh, I would say slightly, not slightly, but uh, I would say a disappointing uh, weekend for AlphaTauri as a whole because if we just don't consider this race I would have rated AlphaTauri to be higher probably the fourth best car on the grid just behind McLaren and, and on pace with Ferrari but we didn't get to see that pace on this track perhaps the car didn't suited the track or for some reason both Pierre Gasly and uh, Sonoda weren't able to extract the maximum out of the car it's possible actually Gasly did extract the maximum out of the car and that was the top limit of the car but 
compared to the expectations which everyone had about for AlphaTauri, I don't think they did quite well. Uh, I would say Pierre Gasly was would have expected slightly, probably like P8 position to be satisfied. And I believe like he made a rookie mistake of not actually starting the race properly in, in his grid position because of which he got a 5 second penalty as well. So all these things combined, it wasn't quite a happy afternoon for AlphaTauri, although there's still one point for Pierre Gasly, which I believe he would be quite happy to have it because he worked quite hard, like he worked quite a lot in this race. He had to overtake a lot and uh, compete with the other midfield cars because it was super tight. Uh, like Ocon, Pierre Gasly, Alonso, Stroll, Raikkonen, all of these were probably uh, within uh, one-tenth or two-tenth of each other. So it was quite, not one-tenth, two-tenth, probably like half a second within of each other. So it was super tight in the midfield. So in order to get a, a single point, I believe it would be uh, quite satisfactory for him. So Lance Stroll uh, driving an Aston Martin car to P11 position, he would be slightly annoyed that he didn't get the point. He was tantalizing close. To get the point but then again Aston Martin is not uh, the faster car on the track so that's the race pace right now I don't believe anything else whatever Stroll would have done had it I don't think it would have made any change uh, to the end result because simply Aston Martin isn't quite up to the pace and it is a slower car than AlphaTauri, Alpine, McLaren, Ferrari so I think that's the place where Aston Martin currently deserves or like uh, is the normal position right now anything above that uh, there has to be some miracles or it has to be a crazy, crazy race for a stroll to finish higher up on the grid especially considering that all the drivers who actually made the changes to the cars like changes to the team like Daniel Ricciardo, Carlos Sainz they're quickly up to the pace uh, maybe not 100% but at least 95% up, uh, up to the pace because of that uh, stroll would find it slightly higher in the up, uh, slightly difficult in the upcoming races to actually finish up in the points. So Kimi Raikkonen actually drove a good race from what I have seen. Although like uh, cameraman hardly shows the midfield cars, especially cars like uh, Alfa Romeo and uh, Williams, we hardly get to see them. So still considering that he finished P12, I believe it was a quite a good performance from him. He finished ahead of Aston Martin. So that was good also. He was quite close to the midfield pack which I'm talking about. So if there would have been any mistake or by someone, he would have been there to actually take advantage of it. So quite a good race from him, nothing to take away from him. So Sebastian Vettel has had a quite an anonymous afternoon. He finished P13. I didn't get to see him a lot on TV simply because I don't think he was uh, like overtaking any cars or there was any action going on. Probably he was in like probably separated and driving on his own because Williams probably might have been quite slow to actually compete with Sebastian Vettel and he was on his own. He wasn't actually uh, right behind the midfield pack as well. So he didn't have any opportunity to overtake other cars. So he had a quite of anonymous race weekend. I believe similar can be said for George Russell and Antonio, Antonio Giovinazzi. I think both of them actually did well in the qualifying. But... Since the race pace of both Williams and Alfa Romeo is nothing to write about or talk about, they finished at P14 and P15. So I think that's the usual pace we, place where we can expect these cars to finish and that's where they finished. Nicholas Latifi, I believe, like didn't have a great afternoon because he wasn't close to George Russell. And as I've already said, 
in case Latifi actually wants expects a better car in the future, he will definitely have to uh, beat George Russell at least uh, three four times in the course of the season. So he was still quite a lot of uh, pace behind Russell. So I, I think that is something he needs to improve. But anonymous race from him, I didn't actually get to see him a lot on the track. So Fernando Alonso would be pretty disappointed because he was driving a very good race. He was ahead of the midfield actually. So he was in the points position, I think just ahead of uh, Ocon, I would say, I think. But somehow I think his tires fell off the cliff and everybody was able to overtake him. And I'm not sure whether he actually had to pit again or just that his tires fell off that he finished in P17 position. He would be happy with the pace which the car has shown and he is actually getting the hang of the car as well. It's just that probably the strategy wasn't great and he wasn't able to make the tires work for for that strategy. So let's talk about Mick Schumacher now. So Mick Schumacher definitely has been performing quite well in the past couple of races because we have seen him uh, outperforming the car and overtaking the Williams of Nicholas Latifi. So anytime he makes an overtake and he finishes ahead of Williams, uh, people will actually look up ahead and actually consider him to be a good, type, good driver. And considering the performance by Nikita Mazepin, I believe Mick Schumacher has done a phenomenal job. He is able to do what Haas expects, it, expects of him. He is able to actually bring the car home. He doesn't get into a tangle or he doesn't run off course. He sometimes does overtake on the track as well and he has a good attitude as well. He isn't whining. He isn't saying that Haas is a very slow car. There isn't anything to fight about. So I believe the attitude which Mick Schumacher is showing is actually demonstrating a lot more about him than his uh, probably his driving on the racetrack. So actually both of them has been phenomenal and it is good to show that he is taking all of these things in a quite a positive way and not getting bogged down. Nikita Mazepin again had a forgettable weekend. He went on to gravel a few times. He also I think get one penalty position also although uh, it's, it, it will be pretty hard for anybody to be in his position to get so much of criticism where almost the whole F1 community likes to make memes and like make to makes fun of him so it will definitely be not interesting so i yeah no one would like to be in his position right now but still he is doing well i believe he is actually improving on like on every race actually but still his performance is quite behind Mick Schumacher and in case he wants to actually like want others to actually be in favor of him he has to show quite a good behavior on track and he needs to show pace and be like at least closer to Mick Schumacher and not uh, be in the last. So that's one of the things he has to improve. Although I believe some of the criticism which he is facing is slightly undeserved right now. But hey, I believe like people want some villain. Earlier it was Stroll. Now it is Mazepin. Sunoda has again a very bad weekend. I think Sunoda, he himself recognizes it. Although like uh, I wouldn't say anything which he did in the race was his fault because it was a me mechanical failure or probably an electronic failure. So nothing which he could have done. But his pace wasn't quite good in qualifying as well. I believe he went out in the Q3 itself. So definitely that there's a lot, lot to improve. And I believe like people who were uh, quite off him in the first race itself, 
they're starting to not like Sunoda that much a lot. So I believe he does have to show pace and he will have to actually be in contention for the points. He has to finish, if not in front of Gasly, but at least close to him. If he wants people to be supportive of him so that he can get a seat in Red Bull in future, probably not in the next year, but definitely in 2023, that's what he should be aiming for. But still, he is like a rookie. He is just getting into Formula 1. He is just getting to know about the team, know about how Formula 1 works, how the car works, getting adjusted to it. So I believe like he can take it easy. I don't think he has to be quite harsh on himself. He would get a lot of many opportunities to improve. Just that he needs to take one step at a time and not get bogged down by the pressure. I think that that's a wrap for it. I'll see you in the next I'll see you in the next episode. We'll talk about some other things as well. And hopefully Monaco race would be a lot more interesting than Spanish Grand Prix. Maybe not that many that much interesting, but at least if it provides that much excitement as Spanish Grand Prix, I'll be pretty happy with it. Because Monaco is another track where overtaking is perhaps not just difficult but impossible. I hope I am also expecting good things from Charles Leclerc because he hasn't had a good Monaco race uh, for quite some years. Like maybe it's a curse or something like it's his home home race. And he gets additional pressure or like he has some high expectations about himself that he is unable to perform quite well in Monaco. I don't know. But I hope that he is able to finish the race well. I'm probably in top five position. I will be pr pretty pleased uh, with that performance. Okay, guys. See you in the next episode. Thank you all for joining. See you guys. Take care. Bye.